Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Taber Contreras. And this episode is for you if you're looking for motivation to keep momentum going in your fitness goals specifically. Now, these are controversial in that they're going to feel like a kidney punch at first when I give you these questions to ask yourself. However, I'm going to encourage you to not take offense. I'm going to encourage you to look at why it sparks that emotional charge. And I'm going to ask that you be reminded of the fact that my my heart is always to speak truth and love, and I do my best in how I deliver it. However, I can't control how you receive it, right? But the reality is that one of the reasons people fall short in their fitness goals is because one, their expectations do not re- meet reality. And it's honestly... I believe in 100% responsibility. Having said that, your expectations are often set based on diet culture, based on Instagram highlights, based on things that are just not true and or in alignment with what truly happens when your goal is to optimize health. So not just drop, you know, 20, 50, 75 pounds on the scale, but to do so in such a way that you keep that off, you never go back and you optimize your health and don't compromise it in the search for getting to the goal, right? One of the reasons, the second reason that fitness uh, momentum is often cut short or short-lived is because the reason why you're choosing to get the goal or work for the goal is not strong enough or powerful enough to carry you through on the bad days. What becomes powerful, and again, of course, is one of the things I teach in more detail in my programs, because what is truly powerful is creating a more powerful why as to why you want the goal. And powerful, emotionally charged whys are what are going to carry you through on the days where you just don't feel like it, or the weeks that it might be frustrating, or you've hit a plateau. That is That can happen especially when you're trying to do it on your own. And in order to keep testing and failing forward and doing what is truly required to hit your goal, sustain the goal, and really live a life of health and in abundance, optimal you know, brain, body function, all the things. And of course, there's nothing wrong with getting the body you want. In order for you to do that, it requires consistency over time and it requires grit. It requires doing things that you don't feel like doing. And so again, attaching it to a powerful why is going to be a better anchor than just simply setting a goal of, I want to lose 50 pounds. The idea of a number on a scale isn't going to carry you through. As much as you want it, as as much as you might have been working on it for the last several years, you probably have already realized then that it doesn't carry you through, it doesn't motivate you enough on the days that you just don't feel like it or you get discouraged or what have you. So the next three questions that I'm going to give you to really ask yourself and just add to your tool belt in terms of motivations are, like I said, going to feel like a bit of a kidney punch, but these are raw truths that you can use to anchor as a powerful why. The first question is to ask yourself, if you were in an emergency situation and you had to run to save your life, could you? Again, they sound a little harsh. I'll explain more in a minute. 
And the second question is, if you were in an emergency situation and you had to save your child or a child and you knew that you could if you were strong enough, fit enough to do it, are you strong enough, fit enough to save your child or rescue your child in an emergency situation? The third is we're in a worldwide state of emergency for the last two years over a virus and the data is very clear from multiple sources the cdc the who the multiple data points lead to the fact that when you are overweight you are increasing your risk for severity of the illness not to mention your susceptibility to contract it in the first place but your severity in your experience once you get it as well as increasing your risk for death. Now, those are harsh questions. And of course, I'm sorry, the third with the knowing that, that being overweight puts you at higher risk for something that there isn't time to course correct, right? I talked about that in you uh, another episode, I believe the title is You Can't Afford to Not Take Care of Yourself because with the virus, there isn't time to course correct. Whereas, you know, bad medical report in terms of high cholesterol, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, there's time to course correct before something, you know, significant happens in most instances. With the virus, there isn't. You're really playing Russian roulette if you are overweight. And that's not to impose judgment or condemnation, but it's to ask yourself the question, knowing that it is is a primary risk factor and that you get to choose to actively participate in working towards a healthier lifestyle, healthier habits, and a healthier focus so that you dramatically reduce your risk for severity and or death. Will you choose it? And again, those three questions can sound harsh. The first two actually came to me several years ago, um, well into the fitness journey where, to be honest, I started out my fitness journey in both um, with aesthetic goals and wanting to feel well, but I never really thought about it from the perspective of a function of being able to survive, right? We really you know, 20 years ago, there wasn't as much in our face to even give us that perspective. And what first gave me the perspective on the two questions, are you fit enough to run if you had to, right? If your life depended on it and, or are you fit enough to save or rescue your child if your life depended on it or their life depended on it came to me after the mass San Bernardino shooting in 2015 in Southern California. My home and my business were actually just a few miles from that. I remember the the day, the events, the couple of days that followed very to this day, very vividly. And it was really me thinking through how like the stories of the people that were in the building and sadly people that, that lost their life and people that were able to somehow, you know, someday, sometimes you just don't have a choice. I'm not saying anything about anyone that I don't mean any disrespect over that situation. I hope that's clear, but it just, I'm always kind of introspective and analyzing, you know, am I fit enough to, to be able to run, right? Could I run if my life depended on it? And what about the people in that situation was that a factor for them and or could it be a factor for them? And 
not only that, but so am I fit enough and how do I do the, how do I help those who are not? And so it became part of my messaging because it became a reality back then in 2015. And I think we can agree not to be negative, but to be a realist society on a whole has continued to, um, you know, create opportunities to, for us to be in danger, right? Create opportunities for us to be at risk and, for that reason, it's, you know, that is a powerful why to hold on to and be real with yourself. Again, not to live in fear, but to live from a place of realism and then empowerment to do your part to be able to be confident in, you know, hoping that you never are in any of those situations, but also knowing that if you are, you could do your best, right? You would have it within you to do your best. You would not be your limiting factor in whether or not you were able to save your life or the life of somebody else's, right? And then, of course, the third question, again, I talked about it in more detail in that episode, but and I talk about in that episode with love, sis, no, like I, it's my, like I said, I feel bad sometimes because I know it can sound harsh and I know there's going to be one or two that are going to receive it really harshly, think that I'm mean or that I'm cruel or whatever. Reality is that, 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 and the reason I say whatever like that is because I can't control your opinion of me. And I've learned that over time. I used to worry very deeply about other people's opinions. And I do, like I said, I, I do buffer what I say to to do my best to get it across with a heart of love and encouragement and not to impress fear, but to impress, like I said, realize realism and the, because in order for you to any one of us to correct something, we have to get real about where we are at. And unfortunately, especially when it comes to weight, it's one of those things where it's kind of the chicken before the egg because not dealing with the fact that you are overweight. And again, from my own personal experience and having coached thousands of women over the last 12 years now, not dealing with your weight in the ways that a lot of women avoid the issue or the same things that like perpetuate the issue, right? Not taking care of yourself, not prioritizing self-care, not getting quality sleep, not learning how to recognize and regulate emotion, all those things add to the cycle of being overweight. And a lot of times the avoidance of dealing with the weight is getting caught up in busy or maybe you're turning to food instead of turning to God and or you're just turning to food when you feel emotional or whatever the case it is. So the very things that cause the avoidance to really not that are creating this kind of block to where you're not getting real with yourself about how much it's costing you to be overweight perpetuate the problem, right? So we have to start from a position of understanding how significantly life is impacted in terms of being able to experience to the greatest potential in which God has given you for your uh, for your own sense of being and who you continually become as he continues to do work in and through you in what you get to experience and also in what you get to give when we aren't comfortable in our own body when our body is at any degree of dis-ease meaning maybe you don't have a bad health report yet 
But if you're 50, 75 pounds overweight, even if you're 30, 40 pounds overweight left unchecked, it is impacting your ability to fully optimize each and every day, not just in terms of what you do, but in the way you react and interact in your relationships, including first and foremost, your relationship with God. The what the condition of your body itself in terms of being unhealthy because you are overweight is part of the factor. And then there's the distraction of being overweight or constantly fixated with food or, you know, whatever diet you're trying in the moment or beating yourself up because you're not, or there's so much that is associated with our health and well-being that becomes a discouragement and a, a distraction. And I want to remind you that God cares about your details and he doesn't want you to have that discouragement and distraction. He calls us to honor him in mind and spirit, right? And I'm sorry, in, in body and in spirit. First Corinthians talks about the power of having a healthy body. It's not a um, you know, must be nice, what have you. It's actually a request from God. At, well, and like anything else in the Bible, he says, this is how to live your ideal life. You get to choose whether or not you actually do that. And taking care of yourself is one of those factors. So I didn't mean to go off too much on a tangent, but my goal in this episode is to give you those questions, right? Change, and growth requires us to ask ourselves the hard questions, learn how to ask them without beating ourselves up, without condemnation. But like I say with my clients, it's becoming a student of your mind and body so that you're an observer of what is reality. And then you get to take action to create the reality that you really want to be experiencing. One of the people I was listening to uh, earlier reminded me, she refers to it as like living life by design, right? Yes, God has plans for you. Yes, he's already made the way. He knows everything you've ever thought of, done, will do all the things. And I also believe that they, that he has a capacity of potential and purpose that he's given you. And your choices, my choices, day to day, because tomorrow is not promised, determine the uh, my personal ability, your personal ability in terms of where, to what extent you'll fulfill the greatest potential within the capacity he's already given you, right? He's already given you his spirit. He's already given you everything you need and or plants people in your life, like he's already planted the way, but it's up to you to take action. So I hope that these questions are helpful. I hope that um, they are something that you can, you know, lean into as one of the tools to keep you motivated on the days where you just don't feel like it and keep that momentum going, right? Just one of the tools to help you continue to have momentum as you start out on your health and fitness goals this year. So I hope that this was helpful. If it was, please make sure that you share this with a girlfriend that you think will be helped by it too. Make sure that you 
leave a review on whatever platform you listen to this on. By doing that, it helps me help other women because it tells the the powers to be of algorithms that uh, this is worth listening to and that it's been of help to people. So it will continue to put it in front of more women. So you might be helping a complete stranger. And I appreciate you locking arms with me and helping me do that. Bye for now. Love you guys.